0: new possibilities. The Palace Theater,
1: your palace, your place. Sure.
0: Good Friday morning, everybody. Oh, my goodness. I have to tell you, I am so happy to be here, and I'm sorry that I missed being here a couple of weeks ago. And contrary to what Tom Shute told you earlier, I did have work, but not that kind of work. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Sherry Marcucci. I'm your host for Your Palace, Your Place, presented every first and third Friday morning of the month uh, by the Palace Theatre right here in wonderful Waterbury. And I'm so um, just thrilled to um, have the time with you to to be able to share some information, not only about, of course, the Palace Theatre and all the wonderful things we're doing there, but also about some of the other arts organizations, culture, lifestyle, health, wellness, you name it. We try to be your palace, your place for lots of information. So anyway, this morning, I'm again, uh, a little bit under the weather, as you might note from my voice. I don't know, it's been a rough winter for me. And the work I had done had nothing to do with vanity. It had everything to do with um, actually try, um, trying to feel good because um, back in the fall, uh, and I think I may have mentioned this, I was doing yard work and ended up with some pinch nerves in my arm and my neck. And long story short, I ended up with some surgery um, to relieve the the um the the pinch nerve in my arm, so I'm still on the recovery side of that, but um, anyway, here I wanted to show up for you and be here and I'm actually um, got some wonderful guests this morning, but before we uh, introduce them, I did want to remind you about one of the um, shows coming tonight to the palace, um, and that is Tap Dogs for three performances. It opens tonight at 8, and then a uh, matinee tomorrow and 8 o'clock tomorrow evening performance as well. Tap Dogs for those who don't know, and we are going to talk to one of the dogs, and he's. Uh, <laughs> that's what they call themselves. We're going to talk to one of the dogs this morning, uh, AJ Russo, uh, at the uh, second half of our show. But Tap Dogs is, indeed, what it sounds like. It is a show that just brings it, brings tap right in your face. And I'm not talking 42nd Street tap, which is also fabulous. I'm talking stunts and tricks and things that tap in that you will not believe your eyes. So... I'm telling you if you're interested, and by the way, by the way, we do, we have extended. We had a little twenty on the twenty eighth offer for some seats uh, for some tickets uh, two days ago or yesterday two days ago what, what was the 28th yesterday I don't know today's March yes. 1st I know that anyway
2: right. um, 28 <laughs> we're, days we're
0: extending in. that offer so if you're listening and you say you know I've been thinking about going to that show I was like well um You know, call our box office, which opens at 10 o'clock, 203-346-2000, and say, I'm interested in that $28 special you got going on, and uh, we can hook you up with some seats. So that's happening. And then next weekend, next uh, March 9th, on a Saturday evening, this is, for many of us, uh, a stroll down uh, memory and nostalgia lane. The guests... Who, an NRBQ. Look out. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's bringing it back, all kinds of flashback memories, things, uh, fun times, good times. Uh, And I want to offer a pair of tickets right now to anybody who calls in that, well, not anybody, to (laughs) the caller that has the answer to this question. What is that song by NRBQ that it's like an earworm? in my head, and it talks about a mode of transportation. If you know the answer to that question, it should be a simple question. I know I've stumped you on a few hard ones lately. 203-757-1320. And if you know the answer to that, you'll win a pair of tickets to see Guess Who NRBQ, NRBQ next Saturday at the Palace Theater. And what else did I want to tell you about? Oh, of course we have Menopause Musical coming in on the 23rd, which is also a Saturday evening. And that show brings me to the point where I want to introduce our first two guests this morning. Uh, Menopause musical is benefiting an organization. Some of the proceeds of each ticket is benefiting an organization that, of course, um, for those who know me, or if you're listening, you know uh, it would be close to my heart because the organization is called Are You Dense, and Are You Dense was founded by our next guest's wife and he, himself and my sister-in-law, Dr. Nancy Capello. So I want to welcome. Uh, This morning, Joe Capello.
2: Good morning, Cher. How are you? I'm, I'm. You're uh, a little under the weather. But that would be a lie.
0: So I'm okay, Joe. I'm okay.
2: You got that deep throaty. I got that deep throaty, throaty, sultry voice. Yes. Booze and cigarettes voice.
0: Yeah. I'm doing my Lauren Bacall imitation. Anyway. And with Joe this morning is the president of the Are You Dense board, Donna Johnson, local luminary. Everybody knows Donna. She's it. She's the it girl. Donna, you are the hardest working girl in Waterbury. Not really. Waterbury. I have a lot of help. You, (laughs) yeah, but Donna is, and many of you know Donna, she's on every committee that has to do with women's health or women's wellness or women in general. And, and, um, Donna, I don't know where a lot of these events
1: that you are involved with, um, would be without your help. Well, thank you very much. But I, I also must say, my doctors let me do all of that. I work over at DRA, and the doctors there are very generous with me okay. and my time, and they support me in all that I do. So it it's a great thing.
0: Okay. And DRA, for those who don't know, is diagnostic oh, yes. radiology. <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, you know, and they're, they're a, a wonderful facility for many of your um, needs for x rays and whatnot. And we're going to talk about that because, Joe, let's start. I want to start with you. I mean, Many people in our community, Greater Waterbury knew Nancy. No Nancy passed away in November. um, And they're wondering what happens now to Are You Dense, the organization? And so I wanted to have you on so we could talk about that. Sure. And some of the other important um, work that the organization is working on right now.
2: Well, a- as you said, Sherry, thanks. First of all, thanks for having us on. It's, uh, it's always an honor to be here at WATR. The WATR has always been such yeah. a, mm-hmm. a supporter of us, and the Palace Absolutely. Theater has been such a supporter yeah. for us. So yeah. uh, we appreciate that very much. Uh, uh, Nancy my wife Nancy uh, was diagnosed in 2004 with uh, late stage breast cancer Um, and she's been on this show many times she's been on the air many times and has spoken every place she would be allowed to speak and so a lot of people know her story about dense breast tissue and what's happened uh, is uh, she developed Over the years, uh, 15 years uh, to be accurate, uh, a treatment related MDS is what they called it. Treatment related, and the the real name is myelodysplastic syndrome. Say that three times, and I'll give you an award. That's that's a mouthful. Try spelling it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: not your strong suit right
2: (laughs) so uh, she developed uh, myelodysplastic syndrome uh, in September and uh, this is bone marrow cancer and uh, she passed away in uh, November on on the 15th Uh, so we were left obviously for me devastated so. uh, uh, like anyone else would be, um, but we also have this engine running called Are you dense yes, absolutely. that Nancy was such a powerhouse and projecting all over the world. It started out and still remains the offices in our third bedroom in Woodbury <laughs> uh, so we haven't expanded that way much, world but uh, we've expanded <laughs> we've expanded tremendously in power and in force. Uh, actually uh, uh, gaining 36 states uh, with legislation for dense breast tissue. Okay, so let me let me interrupt for a second Got just it. so the listeners who might not know,
0: You Dense's main mission is to, um, in the
2: early detection of breast cancer by screening, correct? Yes. You may not stop breast cancer from happening, but our mission was to at least catch it at its, at its earliest stages uh, and women with dense breast tissue a mammogram extremely dense breast tissue a mammogram is just not sufficient 40 percent of women have dense breast tissue postmenopausal. wow that's wow. a that's lot a of huge people number. that's a lot of people yeah and um you know uh so we tackled this mission um, 15 years ago and Connecticut was the first state in the nation uh, where we had a law that said a physician must tell a patient that she's got dense breast tissue and there's other modes of screening such as an ultrasound or an mri that could be had Uh, and so we passed a law in connecticut uh 10 years ago and because
0: i mean with dense breast tissue a mammogram doesn't necessarily pick up
2: a tumor because it's like looking for a snowball in a snowstorm exactly it's it's white or opaque, the, ma- the mammogram shows white or opaque and so does a tumor show the same color. So for 10 or 11 years, Nancy was, uh, went for her mammograms and she was a faithful patient. She ate right, she exercised, she did everything right. And went faithfully to her mammogram uh, appointment every year. And every year she'd get the notice, the little happy-gram, we call it. Uh, and it said, uh, everything is fine. Well, they couldn't tell if everything was fine. That's the issue. Yeah. But yet they said everything was fine. Right. And that's really the best-kept secret yeah. uh, What that we call the best... Go ahead. The best... Secret. Kept secret, yeah. You because to about six
0: weeks after that mammogram, fifteen years ago, that Nancy had, she also had a physical exam with her gynecologist, who said, "Oh, I feel something. I think we need to look further." And Nancy went, "Well, why? I just had a mammogram. It's everything's fine." And That's the doctor right. said, mm, "I
2: think we need an ultrasound." And lo and behold, stage three C stage three. three late stage breast cancer. Unbelievable. Which, Perfect mammogram weeks earlier.
0: 13 lymph nodes. 13 lymph nodes you knew. And what that did was fire you
2: up, Joe, cuz you were the one who said something's not right here. We need well, to look into it. Well, I mean, it's that. it's to me it was plain logic and uh, you know, when the when her doctor said that uh, you have uh, dense breast tissue and because of dense breast tissue, we can't read your mammogram. I said, "Well, how do you send out these notices every year that everything is fine? You don't know if everything is fine. Right. So we embarked on a mission uh, 15 years ago uh, to uh, uh, change the protocol in medical history here. And uh, nobody does that. <laughs> nobody does that. And boy, the,
0: what has happened since that time was it 38 states were currently, until last week, and a major thing happened last week, but we're going to talk about but 38
2: states have... Th- actually, 37 states 37. with uh, also... In Washington, D.C. <laughs> oh, my. I threw my voice just then. Did, <laughs> oh, th- oh, did I yeah, sound yeah, like yeah. Donna? Well, You said 36
1: <laughs> before, and it was all I could do not to correct you like Nancy would have. Oh, yeah. see that? See that? See, now Nancy, Nancy would have Nancy's never theater, corrected
2: right? me, Nancy's Donald. <laughs> <laughs> she would have. on that point she would have well, she would. Well, 36, you know. If you get up to 37, it's a really big number. So okay. But it, but the
1: point
0: is that a lot of lot of work. Nancy was kind of the groundswell
2: that um was she, she was, was a force. She was the face and the voice yep. and gave other women their voice yep. yes. in this yep. industry. Yes. Yep. And she broke new trails. Yeah. And at her wake, I was talking with many physicians who showed up who said they never saw anyone like Nancy and did so much in such little time. So she was uh, quite a special person. I knew that from the day I met her.
0: And a force. She was She was was a force to be
2: reckoned with. That's correct.
0: And last week, one of the things that she put into motion came to fruition. And Donna, do you want to speak to that just so... I'll start, and you can
1: interrupt me, Joe, if I forget. (laughs) I
2: would never do a thing like that. (laughs) A
1: federal bill has been passed through the Food and Drug Administration that all women will now have to be notified um, on their mammogram letter that they get that they do have dense breast tissue and that extra imaging or other imaging... Is recommended by the doctor. That is so huge. That is so huge. So,
0: the 38 states are already on board and have that. But now, the whatever 12, now we have a national law. It's we have a national, national. So now everybody's on board. I mean, as you were, we were talking before the show started. It's going to take a little while to get all the protocols yeah, in place it'll take a little uh, nationwide. time however the ladies ladies know this and if you have loved ones then across the country you know tell them about this you know you need to know at your annual mammogram and hopefully you're having one and if you're not right. you need to um, from age what what age Donna?
1: Well it depends on your insurance we we recommend from 35 to ni- uh, thirty-nine, have a baseline one is somewhere in those years, and then at forty, you start having them yearly. Okay,
0: all right. So, so you need to know, and you need to ask, and you need to be the informed consumer about your own body, um, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a lady you love, you know you, you need to don't know, know this as well. Now you need to know your breast density, and if your doc isn't telling you, it's a law that they should be in Connecticut. Then you need to you know. Say, hey. And and it's
2: been a law for 10 years in Connecticut. We were the first first in the nation.
0: Yeah, and the good news is as I talk to people just in general in conversation or whatever, and it comes up, or we're talking about Nancy or are you dense? So many women I know are saying, I know I have dense breast tissue, and right. that's a good thing. Uh, that never I happened know that. 10 years yeah. ago, 15 so now, years ago. Um, so so the Nancy's work, her legacy has done some amazing things. So now what? Nancy, you know, we lost our dear Nancy, and, and she, as you said, Joe, was the face. So what
2: happens now to the organization? Well, uh, you know, since Nancy and I uh, started this mission together, uh first of all if you lost a spouse that's traumatic enough uh but uh i lost my spouse and my girlfriend and my best friend and uh my wife and uh the the thing is we had such a uh a common goal with Are You Dense? That's all we did, uh, except go to Florida for a month. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know w- what we did was so ingrained. Uh, Nancy and I, when when Nancy passed away, I just knew that I had to continue this work. So the nice ladies at the board of the directors of Are You Dense and Are You Dense Advocacy voted me in as uh, unanimously as the executive director for both organizations. It
1: was a no brainer. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: Thank you, Donna. I, yeah, I mean that's as you said, it's a no brainer. And um, and the question that I'm sure people listening might be thinking is, how is a man? Going to now be the faith. And it's an obvious question. It's a good
2: question. Uh, I feel very comfortable talking to anyone about their breasts. (laughs) 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 Sounds funny, but let me tell you. uh, The more people know about this, the more men that know about this... uh, they feel comfortable because they've got daughters and mothers and, and sisters. They have to know. Absolutely. And I, you know, we, we've eat, drink, and slept this information for 15 years and, and I could lead the organization right. and, and, and do a decent job anyway. I'm sure you can't I, I could joke. never replace Nancy. Let's, we're going to, on that note. Give the question and phone
3: number again. Oh, okay. <laughs> John,
0: okay. All right. Johnny, our producer, is telling me to give the question. If you'd like to win tickets, to see NRBQ and Guess Who next week at the Palace Theater on on March 9th. If you call in and answer this question, 203-757-1320, the question is, what famous song by NRBQ talks about a mode of transportation? It's pretty simple. So call in if you'd like to win tickets. And we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with Joe Capello and uh, Donna Johnson from Are You Dense? Talk about a few more things we wanted to cover this morning. So stay tuned Thank to you, Your Cheryl. Palace, Your Place. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And we are back with Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and we've been talking to Joe Capello and Donna Johnson about the Are You Dense organization, which is going to be the beneficiary of some of the proceeds from ticket sales when when Menopause, the musical, comes to the Palace Theater on uh, March 23rd.
2: Um, You know, Sherry, I want to interrupt you and just thank... Frank Tavera and the people at the Palace for doing absolutely. this for us. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Hang on, Joe, because I want to just see. We got a caller. I think that's the an answer yeah. to our my question. My uncle, my uncle Joe's <laughs> calling. Uh, good morning, <laughs> caller. You're on the air with uh, Sherry Marcucci and your Palace Your Place. Do you know the answer to the question?
2: Uh, driving in my car.
0: Yeah. All right. Yes, that is ding, ding, ding. You, you're right. Who am I speaking to?
3: Rich Hawley.
0: Well, Rich, thank you for calling in, and you've won yourself a pair of tickets to the show next Saturday at the Palace, and it's going to be fabulous, and uh, I think a lot of us will be just not along with, you know, remembering those good days, and Donna, you were saying, <laughs> I don't want to give away the exact year, but when you were in college, that you heard them play in, in your college in Biddeford, Maine, yes. so anyway, so congratulations, congratulations, Rich, I have and in my mouth by the way, just trying to stay lubricated so I can keep talking this morning. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Johnny will take your information off the air and we'll get those t- have those tickets for you at the will call window at the palace next Saturday evening okay thank you you're very welcome thank you and and joe you impressed me when we went to commercial break because you knew a lot about nrbq well I like, I, you know i it takes a
2: lot to impress you though <laughs> she, i'm impressed <laughs> you know joe I, i've been around the black a few times so well i i only knew that al anderson was uh, a leader of the wild weeds many moons ago right. and uh when he uh, left Wild Weeds, I believe he started an RBQ. I think he was the head of an RBQ, All right. and then moved well. to to Nashville to write songs for and big hits. Holy mackerel! While well, you are a font of information, thank you very I'm much. I'm going to have
0: you on when we do music <laughs> trivia. We do a lot of Broadway trivia, but I'm going to have you
2: on some day yes. for music trivia. I'm just a fountain of you are information.
0: You <laughs> are. So, um, <laughs> so, um, what's coming up next? Or are you dense? I mean. We I, we are gonna be having a blast at Menopause the Musical. Yes, we are. Um, and we are you. The Palace is happy to
2: support your organization, Joe. Because we appreciate for that ten so years much. you
0: did your music fest, or not? How five long?
2: years at the Palace. Five years at the Palace. Which was our best five years, I could tell you that.
0: Well, and you know everything grows, you know, and yeah. what came before, and that was good too. But we we um, we're happy to you know have you there, and now this year we're. Not doing a music fest, and I, you know, I said, "What can we do to help the organization?" Obviously, I have, all right, I got to get back to work. You know, an appreciation, a love for it, sure, um, because you're family. So, but the, okay, beside that, the work is so important. Mm -hmm. That's happening. Um, It really is. So anyway, so ladies, gentlemen, uh, anybody that's listening, um, um, menopause the musical is hilarious. It is. Donna, it's
1: you've seen it. I have seen it a few years ago, mm-hmm. going through the throes of it myself, and uh, I saw it. It's very funny. It, is, it is it for
2: men also?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, Joe. It. I'm so glad you brought that up, because men do come to these shows, and we've had the
2: show before. Real men come Real. to these shows. <laughs> Real men. Pink, yeah, too.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> they They want to know what the heck is going on in her life, you know? They're trying to
2: understand, and that's a beautiful thing, you know? Well, you No, i understand that i may have the possibility to go out and greet the audience and thank people Um, and i don't want to be the only man there (laughs) (laughs) but on second thought not a bad idea well you know there is something called manopause too so anyway but that's a whole other
0: story so um we're gonna see you on the 23rd and um, hopefully raise some money uh, actually the show is selling very very yeah, very well and so you'll have a great audience mm-hmm. and um, and uh, raise some funds that re- you know won't replace everything from the music fest but it will help the organization in going forward absolutely and we're gonna. We're going to come to the end of the segment. So, what do you want to leave the um, listeners with before we go to break and introduce our next guest?
1: We're still going strong. We're still fighting for women. Um, we have a bill up in Hartford now. Uh, we spoke.
2: Insurance bill.
1: Insurance bill. We spoke last week. One of my doctors, Andy Lawson, came up and spoke. Julie Gersh. Gershon. Um, from Avon. She came up. Joe spoke. I spoke. A lot of people were trying to get the ultrasound not just covered, which it is covered, but paid for without a copay, without your deductible, without anything. It, it, it is truly a screening, and it should be treated by the insurance company as a screening and be covered completely. That is fantastic. We're, we're trying. Great. Yeah, and, and, and we were talking earlier,
0: but so many things now in healthcare, it's just... You know, people are feeling feeling the burden. We, there and, and are
1: women that don't have the ultrasound because yeah. they can't afford the expense. Right. And that is just, right. it's not acceptable. No, no, absolutely not. Well, I am so glad that, you know, you,
0: you both came this morning. We had a little opportunity to let the listeners uh, know and get the word out that Are You Dense is alive and well yeah, and we um, still has work to do. Yes. Our new mission
2: is going to be in the coming year uh, education and we're going to do a national campaign on education. We've got the most fabulous logo obviously in the world and yeah. the best name in the world Yes, and we're going to capitalize on that. So we want everybody know to know about dense breast tissue and uh, we don't know exactly the path we're going to take to get it Done, but that's our goal. Okay. So you got to have big goals today. All
0: right. Well, those are wonderful goals, and I think important um, to the health and well-being of millions of women. Millions. Millions yes. of women globally. That's so right. thank you for the work you're continuing to do, and um, you know the work that Nancy, you know, began, yep. and um, keeping that alive, and and keeping women alive yeah. from the work. So that's right. Joe Capello, uh, Donna Johnson, And thank you for being here. Thank you, Sherry. You're welcome. And we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with a dog. So stay (laughs) tuned. The question is, who let the dogs out? Oh my goodness! We're having a little um, playtime here. Uh, We're back with your palace, your place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, your host, and I'm very, um, very happy to have with us this morning. I said a one of a dog, and they go by. They kind of call themselves the dogs offline, I think, but actually, I have AJ Russo, who is one of the stars of the show, coming to the Palace Theater opens tonight. Tap dog. So AJ Russo. Thank you, thank you for being with us this morning.
3: Good morning, Sherry, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm, um, well, actually, if you know, I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'm happy that we can still have our interview this morning and um, get the word out um, uh, before the show opens tonight a little bit more. Um, And you have been with the show Tap Dogs since pretty much its inception, is that right?
3: Uh, very close to it, yeah. The show came around uh, in the, the mid to late '90s, uh, and I joined. Uh, I joined up with the guys um, in 2001, and I was I was 17 years old. Uh, I, I left before my senior year of high school.
0: I know. Uh, I read that. I was like, on a, that's a wild. Tour. That is wild. So, tell. Um, I want the listeners to know a little bit about the show conceptually, but I also want to know about your life and how you you had parents or somebody that supported your dream to allow you to leave um, uh, high school at 17 and join this show. So first tell the um, listeners a little bit about the show.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The show is essentially it was born out of blue-collar work, uh, uh, blue-collar workers in Australia. Um, The premise of the show, it's uh, six guys going to work on a construction site, and over the course of 85 minutes, uh, we are... We are building our own set, so one one special thing you'll see in this show, you're not going to see a lot of crew guys uh, or girls, anybody with headsets and you know their backstage black shirts and shirts and pants pushing around set pieces. Uh, you're going to see the cast members, the dancers constructing a set uh and essentially we're just discovering new surfaces uh and what sounds and routines those different surfaces inspire um you'll see us build a scaffolding and tap dance on it um there are you know seven eight nine ten different surfaces we're dancing on uh you'll see water on the stage we we pull on some uh wellington some you know, some high rubber boots, and we do a routine in water. Um, we tap dance with angle grinders. You know, it's a, it's a very testosterone, blue-collar-driven show. Um, <laughs> and within that, there's six very distinct characters. Uh, you know, we, we're certain not to disappoint. There's plenty of raw, rugged energy uh, and a, a lot of humor um, through, through some of these character interactions in the show.
0: Wow, I I, I cannot um, believe the things I've seen in the videos that you're doing, and um, it, it's 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 so uh, extraordinary. I guess is the word. I mean, and I think today. Uh, people, you know, audiences, you know, the bar keeps getting raised with productions and, you know, what to, um, what's possible, I guess, on stage in a live yeah. performance. And this blows you away. I mean, people will be blown away.
3: Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people have uh, an idea of tap dancing. You hmm. think about tap dancing, and you know, a lot of people get a, they have a preconceived notion in their head of what what they're going to see uh, when they hear the words tap dancing—and um, we will absolutely flip that expectation on its head.
0: <laughs> well, how you know? W- uh, 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 My question is, how did you get involved? So, at seventeen, you joined this show, but you had a background, or did you? I mean, were you already a tapper? And you know, how did your family, you know, allow you to do this?
3: Uh, Well, I guess you could say I'm uh, not not literally from the circus, but uh, in in a sense, um, my family, uh, my mother's side of the family, my my grandparents, on my mom's side, purchased a dance studio back in 1974 um, for their three daughters, uh, my mother included. Oh. Um, and over the years, uh, my grandparents turned over ownership to my mom and her sisters. Oh. Um, so by the time I was two years old, uh, I was taking dance lessons. Wow! Um, my mom says it was my idea. I 100% don't believe her. <laughs> but, <laughs> by two years old, I was in, in dance lessons, and, uh, you know, I, I never really had a, a strong connection to the ballet and jazz. Um, I had always enjoyed just the percussive nature uh, and the musical connection uh, that tap dance provided. And, you know, as a student in school, I, I gravitated towards the percussion section in the band, uh, the jazz band in high school, the marching band, and was and was always kind of driven towards that uh, musically. Uh, and by the time I was 15 or 16 years old, um, I had kind of cut back on my ballet classes and jazz classes and really started to hone in on tap dancing. And I was taking private lessons on a drum kit um, and really just starting to connect there. Um and I got my first professional taste when I was 15 years old. Um there's a large I think I think it's the world's largest outdoor amphitheater um in St. Louis. It's called the Muni.
0: Oh sure. And, yeah.
3: Um I went to an audition. It was 18 and up, uh and I was 15 years old and I went and I, <laughs> I lied about my age and I booked a, I booked a job. Wow. Um, and it at 15 years old, I, I booked a two-week contract, making uh, I think I made 600 bucks a week for two weeks. <laughs> and you thought you were 15, in heaven, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know what to do with all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. sure.
3: <laughs>
0: wow. <clears throat> so it's it's kind of like. Um, this was uh your destiny, if you will. It was certainly in your family uh, uh line of business and uh, so now I kind of understand your mom or dad, um, your mom particularly, since she was a dancer too. understood the passion.
3: He was a my father was a commercial actor, uh, also did like Shakespeare Festival. Oh. He was a singer, he was on some local T V commercials. Okay. So, yeah. I, I had all the support uh, anyone could hope for in a, in a moment like that. Wow,
0: that's wonderful. um now, I know that you are also very supportive right now um, from your involvement in uh, teaching You're, you you uh, teach master classes and you have an organization um, that helps um, you know young people be exposed to to um, dance. Can talk a little bit about that
3: yeah um. When I was living in New York City, um, there there weren't a whole lot of shows uh, for a couple uh, for you know a couple of years. I wasn't really finding any any shows I, I, I gravitated towards, um, and so me and a couple of friends of mine, um, we had some dance studio contacts around the United States, and they always said, "Hey, if you're ever in town, let me know. Uh, we'll bring you in to teach some classes." Which tells me, like, we don't want to fly you here, we don't want to put you up in a hotel, but if you're in town, let me know, and we'll bring you in to teach class. So, we called everyone's bluff, um, we got we got on the phone with a bunch of our studio owner friends, and actually did a bunch of cold calls, and I, I rented a 13-passenger a van, got some t-shirts printed, and we called the thing, Tap the Map. And over the course of about six weeks, we took a 9,000-mile road trip, uh, and we went to about 15 dance studios um, uh, around the Midwest and up and down the East Coast, and just started teaching these master classes and giving some tap dance education to some of these places that just didn't have access to good tap dance and, and any, any really knowledgeable teachers.
0: And that was at uh, your own expense?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I wow. maxed out a couple of credit cards. I cleared out my savings account.
0: Oh my gosh! Um, wow, so that's just, the,
3: just rolled. Just that, rolled the dice.
0: That that's passion and, uh, for sure.
3: And uh, it's it, it turned out to be a, a really really great project because we're we're going into these dance studios um, and we're providing something for these people that don't necessarily have the money to go fly to New York City and train, mm-hmm. or fly to L.A. or Chicago or some of these bigger cities where where tap dance is really thriving and alive and well, we brought it right to their front door. Um, and after our first tour, we got picked up with a magazine article, a Dance Teacher Magazine. Um, and after that first tour, we were able to, to purchase our own van. And then we, I, I flew to Florida, I bought a van, and I drove it to San Francisco. And we did a West Coast tour immediately.
0: That's amazing. Um, that's amazing yeah, tap, to me.
3: Tap, tap the map. We, uh, we, we go pretty much anywhere we can. Uh, and we teach tap dance. We give tap history. I have an, a whole archive of old tap dance footage that inspired me when I was a kid. Uh, and we bring all that to, to people's uh, local dance studios.
0: That, that's a wonderful thing. And you have an annual event now, too, um, in Missouri called Show Me Tap Fest?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the Show Me Tap Festival. Um, when I grew up, when I was growing up in St. Louis, there was a tap festival, uh, the St. Louis Tap Festival had been around for about 25 years. Um, and back in 2000, I want to say back in 2016, the director of that festival passed away unexpectedly. Um, and for a couple of years, the, the festival didn't happen. Um, he was, you know, he, he really was the one that brought that together every year, and after he passed away, no, there was nobody there really to carry the torch. So, um, last year, um, I had been doing a, a summertime event in my family's dance studio every summer, and uh, I just decided to take another leap and <laughs> once again <laughs> maxed out the credit cards, and um, I, pr- I put on an event in the same space where the St. Louis Tap Festival used to be held, uh, the Sheridan and Clayton, New York. Uh, <laughs> Sheridan and Clayton, St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, we did the Show Me Tap Festival, and I, I flew out about five friends of mine from New York and Chicago. Some, some of the, the greatest tap educators that, that I know, the people that inspire me. And we put on a four-day tap festival in St. Louis last year, and, and it was a hit.
0: Gee, that is, a, you know, not only are you, you know, um, a practitioner, and this is how you make your living performing, <coughs> excuse me, but you give back in this huge way. That's that's unbelievable. I, I, I shouldn't say it's unbelievable because what I have found in, you know, doing the work that I do, that the people in the performing arts as a whole are so generous, um, so um, passionate about what they do, and want to share that passion with other people who, um, you know, have a similar interest, and helping to spark that in young people. Um, that that's a that's just a fabulous, fabulous thing. You must get so much gratification out of that.
3: Yeah, I, I feel really lucky to be a part of a community like this you know t- uh, dance already is a, a bit of a niche in itself mm-hmm. um, and tap dance isn't even, <laughs> is yeah, even smaller, smaller sure quarter.
0: absolutely absolutely but um, the big big sounds big big performances and big hearts it sounds like to me
3: absolutely wow yeah a lot of a lot of history and a lot of pride and in, in where the art form co- uh, actually comes from
0: and there's such a history um, with tap itself, um, and and how it's you know how it developed. Uh, you know, do you do? You, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, just from its yeah, roots.
3: Yeah, I mean, tap dancing is is an original American art form. It's something we can we can speak proudly and claim as, as our own. Um, you know, you you take the historical, like, folkloric dance of uh, the Europeans and, and the Irish and mix that with the, the rhythmic dancing um, from the African-American culture, uh, and those two art forms combined hmm. um, uh, came together to form what we know today as American tap dancing.
0: Wow. That's, you know, I love those stories because... Um I love love hearing that information and knowing that, and and seeing how things evolve from the beginning and where it's at today. I mean, what you're doing with the show Tap Dogs, and um, it was created by Dean Perry over in Australia, and, um, and you know, it's just it it's bringing it, <laughs> to use that catchphrase. It certainly brings it and to a level that um, you know. The the art form has just, you know, ex- expanded in in such a way, and it's not, as I said earlier, it's not Forty Second Street, tap.
3: No, we are we are not your your top hat and tail sort of show. Dean Perry was a steel worker. He was a, uh, you know, he worked in a steel mill. He was a fitter and a turner uh, in Newcastle, Australia. And some of the original cast members, you know, they're they're tradesmen. They're plumbers. They're they're, they're carpenters. They're contractors. They're steel workers. Uh, and these guys, you know, put on their blundstone, Australian blundstone work boots and threw taps on them <laughs> <laughs> and create this high uh, uh, energy raw tap dance show. And I'll be honest. Uh, I've been with the show on and off for 17 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I've, I've worked for all kinds of very reputable performance companies that you've that you've heard of, and this show is the hardest thing I've physically ever done on stage in front of an audience. Still I, today,
0: I am sure. I I am sure it is. Well, I want to thank you, AJ, for being with us for a few minutes this morning. Um, Thanks and for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure, and I. Um, I know that you guys are going to be fabulous tonight. For our listeners... Um you can also get a little sneak peek of A.J. and some of his um, other cast members who are going to perform live today at, uh, on Connecticut Style on WTNH at 1230. So if you want to get a, a look, and by the way, ladies and A.J., forgive me for saying this, but they aren't hard on the eyes either, okay? So I'm just saying... Um, and uh, I think, you know, if you don't have your tickets yet, get them. Our box office opens in three minutes. And, A.J., thank you so much for being a part of your pals, your place this morning
3: great thank you so much for having us you're
0: great. welcome you're welcome and we have run we're running out of time we have two minutes left to our show I can't believe time flies by so fast when we're doing our our show here and uh, we so appreciate it that you listen and you give us feedback and um, at this time of year too you might be wondering when we're going to be announcing our, our upcoming Broadway series well we're uh, we're getting close to that point so you know you need to uh pay attention stay tuned we're going to have uh, an announcement uh probably by the end of March uh and we will be starting to see and hear about um and it is a fabulous when i have to say Frank Vera, our uh CEO has put together uh, what I think is going to be a dynamite season. So stay tuned for news about that. And Johnny's giving me the high sign that we have one minute left, so I want to thank you, as always, for listening. I want you to go to the Palace Theatre website, Theater ct.org to see all the shows we have coming including of course Book of Mormon for a week in April and the um, perennially fabulous show Chicago in May. We have Daniel Tiger for the Little Tots um, coming also in May. We have our Palace 10.4 end of the year party in May. We've got lots coming up. So um, thank you again for listening. The box office number once again is 203-346-2000, and I appreciate so much that you've been with us for the last 50 minutes. Have yourself a wonderful, fabulous Friday and a great weekend, and I will be back with you in two weeks. Thank you again. Bye now. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Show-